This is July 28th, and every day is a holiday with Mary Stone. This is our podcast celebrating every day of everyone's life. Our message is simple, and it is that we are all of one spirit. What does that mean? It means that all those who believe in a power greater than themselves are united rather than divided because we really are all of one spirit. Holidays, holy days, happy days. We celebrate life, love, loss, and legacy. This is our Commonwealth. Today, the Episcopal Church honors Johann Sebastian Bach, George Friedrich Handel, and Henry Purcell. Johann Sebastian Bach was a German composer and musician of the Baroque period. He enriched established German styles through his mastery of counterpoint, harmonic, and motivic organization, and his adaptation of rhythms, forms, and textures from abroad, particularly from Italy and France. Bach's compositions include the Brandenburg Concertos, the Goldberg Variations, the Mass in B minor, Two Passions, and over 300 cantatas, of which approximately 200 survive. His music is revered for its technical command, artistic beauty, and intellectual depth. While Bach's abilities as an organist were highly respected during his lifetime, he was not widely recognized as an important composer until a revival of interest in his music during the first half of the 19th century. He is now generally regarded as one of the greatest composers of all time. George Friedrich Handel was a German, later British, Baroque composer who spent the bulk of his career in London, becoming well known for his operas, oratios, anthems, and organ concertos. Handel worked as a composer in Hamburg in Italy before settling in London in 1712. He became a naturalized British subject in 1727. He was strongly influenced both by the great composers of the Italian Baroque and by the Middle German polyphonic choral tradition. Within 15 years, Handel had started three commercial opera companies to supply the English nobility with Italian opera. After his successes with Messiah in 1742, he never composed an Italian opera again. Almost blind and having lived in England for nearly 50 years, he died in 1759, a respected and rich man. His funeral was given full state honors and he was buried in Westminster Abbey in London. Born the same year as Johann Sebastian Bach and Domenico Scarlatti, Handel is regarded as one of the greatest composers of the Baroque era, with works such as Water Music, Music for the Royal Fireworks, and Messiah remaining steadfastly popular. One of his four coronation anthems, Zadok the Priest, 1727, composed for the coronation of George II, has been performed at every subsequent British coronation, traditionally during the sovereign's anointing. Handel composed more than 40 operas in over 30 years, and since the late 
1960s with the revival of Baroque music and historically informed musical performance, interest in Handel's operas have grown. Henry Purcell was an English composer. Although incorporating Italian and French stylistic elements into his compositions, Purcell's legacy was a uniquely English form of Baroque music. He is generally considered to be one of the greatest English composers. No other native-born English composer approached his fame until Edward Elgar and Benjamin Britten in the 20th century. Purcell is buried adjacent to the organ in Westminster Abbey. The music that he had earlier composed for Queen Mary's funeral was performed during his as well. Purcell was universally mourned as a very great master of music. His epitaph reads, Here lies Henry Purcell Esquire, who left his life and is gone to that blessed place where only his harmony can be exceeded. Following its ratification by the necessary three-quarters of the U.S. states, the 14th Amendment, guaranteeing to African-American citizenship and all its privileges, is officially adopted into the United States Constitution on this day in 1868. Two years after the Civil War, the Reconstruction Acts of 1867 divided the South into five military districts, where new state governments, based on universal manhood suffrage, were to be established. Thus began the period known as Radical Reconstruction, which saw the 14th Amendment, which had been passed by Congress in 1866, ratified in July of 1868. The amendment resolved pre-Civil War questions to African American citizenship by stating that, quote, all persons born or naturalized in the United States are citizens of the United States and of the state in which they reside, unquote. The amendment then reaffirming the privileges and rights of all citizens and granted all these citizens the equal protection of the laws. In the decades after its adoption, the Equal Protection Clause was cited by a number of African-American activists who argued that racial segregation denied them the equal protection of law. However, in 1896, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in Plessy v. Ferguson that states could constitutionally provide segregated facilities for African-Americans, so long as they were equal to those afforded to white persons. The Plessy v. Ferguson decision, which announced federal toleration of the so-called separate but equal doctrine, was eventually used to justify segregating all public facilities, including railroad cars, restaurants, hospitals, and schools. However, colored facilities were never equal to their white counterparts, and African Americans suffered through decades of debilitating discrimination in the South and elsewhere. In 1954, Plessy v. Ferguson was eventually struck down by the Supreme Court in its ruling in Brown v. Board of Education of Topeka. So while things sometimes take way too much time, there is always a holiday somewhere on this planet. Find a reason for joy and share it. Thank you for sharing your time with us. I'm Mary Stone. 
your interfaith irreverent, reverend, and my writing partner, the holy mess, and holy nice, Brian O'Malley. <laughs>